That's a pretty classic one. Welcome to It's a Religion in the Christmas season, circa 2022. This is the Hood Son of Dennis coming to you live from the Middle West of the divided states of America to the Republic for which they stand two nations under God, quite divided with liberty and justice for some. Some of us want actual elections that matter, that are truthful and honest and Um, People don't have to question, and others really don't care about the truth, it seems, uh, in these interesting days that we live in in this country, and um, I don't put a whole lot of faith in our election system right now. I think it's being influenced by foreign powers. I think it's being influenced by folks who, um, when I think about Arizona and even the fact that you have Republicans running the Maricopa County thing, I think you have the McCain wing and the party down there and, and folks that hate people that are tied to Trump. And uh, it's just a sad thing. If people can't get over their petty differences and look at policy and look at what is really the best for all of us, um, you have an emotional, I mean, I, you see it at the local level here even where there's policies that affect certain things that people get very emotional about and don't use reason and logic to try and figure things out. But um, we'll basically um, forego reason and logic to uh, say that something's true when it's obviously not. Uh, We were watching a show last night on uh, this guy talking about creation and if it's true or not and you know, just talking about the irreducible complexity of the human body and how it's it's really uh, the looking at the evidence, supposed evidence that they have for evolution and how pathetic it is and how non-existent it all is. And yet they just keep pummeling forward like like that's the truth. And uh, it, but again, you have to be emotionally tied to that. Uh, precept you have you have to be emotionally tied to that ideal in order to uh, have it permeate the way it does you know because people will look at all these colleges that teach it and go well how can they be wrong you know well there's a vested interest just like the medical community was completely wrong about our response to covid there was a vested interest the Pharmaceutical companies apparently own a lot more folks than what what I would have ever given them credit for. And uh, I just wonder, you know, how soon we're going to see something like that again tried. Because in reality, some people need uh, conflict. They need uh, people scared in order to uh, accomplish their own goals. And uh, fear is a big motivator. Right, fear can be uh, something that keeps you from exhibiting your faith. You know, I've always looked at fear—not always, but ever since I've come to know God, uh, I think fear is the what I would call the devil's faith. It's the the thing that that he preys on to keep you from exhibiting your faith, to keep you from uh, trusting in a holy God. And realizing that 
you know, there's a purpose to all this. There's a, a higher power that designed it, that created it, that um, made all this happen for a reason, for his purpose. Not our own, but so to me, that's a that's a beautiful thing. And I have no issues with that. So we're moving into the Advent season. This is week one. It's about peace. And uh, she will give birth to a son, and you are to name him Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. He will bring peace. And that's peace with God. Right? Peace with the Father through the Son. And what a beautiful thing that is. Week two is joy. Week three is hope. So this coming Sunday, we've got some stuff to do. I'm liking that. Huh. So, sorry, I just got sidetracked. Week four is love. So, here at It's a Religion, we start with the Word of God. The Word of God is true. The Word of God is the objective truth that we all need. And uh, the Old Testament being more historical in nature and uh, pointing us toward the Savior, Jesus Christ, who came uh, to give us the New Covenant, the New Testament, the one in which even Gentiles get to participate, not just the Jewish nation, which is what the Old Testament is pretty much about, in that um, Christ came through uh, that people group. Okay, They were the chosen people to deliver God's message to the world and, then, uh, and his son. So we were in uh, the book of Genesis. Genesis 33 is where we're at today, looking at the life of Jacob. And how he is now being called Israel after wrestling with God, which I still don't get that portion of scripture, but it's, it's, uh, it's an interesting one. So Jacob lifted up his eyes and looked and behold, Esau was coming and 400 men with him. So he divided the children among Leah and Rachel and the two female servants. And he put the servants with their children in front when Leah, then Leah with her children and Rachel and Joseph last of all. He himself went on before them, bowing himself to the ground seven times until he came near to his brother. But Esau ran to meet him and embraced him and fell on his neck and kissed him and they wept. And when Esau lifted up his eyes and saw the women and children, he said, Who are these with you? Jacob said, The children whom God has graciously given your servant. Then the servants drew near and, they, and their children and bowed down. Leah likewise and her children drew near and bowed down and Last, Joseph and Rachel drew near, and they bowed down. And Esau said, What do you mean by all this company that I met? Jacob answered, To find favor in the sight of my Lord. But Esau said, I have enough, my brother. Keep what you have for yourself. Jacob said, No, please, if I have found favor in your sight, then accept my present from my hand, for I have seen your face, which is like seeing the face of God, and you have accepted me. Please accept my blessing that is brought to you, because God has dealt graciously with me, and because I have enough. Thus he urged him, and he took it. Then Esau said, Let us journey on our way, and I will go ahead of you. But Jacob said to him, My Lord knows that the children are frail, and that the nursing flocks and herds are a care to me. If they are driven hard for one day, all the flocks will die. Let my Lord pass on ahead of his servants, and I will lead on slowly. 
at the pace of the livestock that are ahead of me and at the pace of the children until I come to my Lord and sire. So Esau said, let me leave with you some of the people who are with me. But he said, what need is there? Let me find favor in the sight of my Lord. So Esau returned that day on his way to Sire. But Jacob journeyed to Succoth and built himself a house and made booths for his livestock. Therefore the name of the place is called Succoth. And Jacob came safely to the city of Shechem, which is in the land of Canaan, on his way from Padam Aram, and he camped before the city. And from the sons of Hamor, Shechem's father, he bought for a hundred pieces of money the piece of land on which he pitched his tent. There he erected an altar and called it El Elohe Israel. Hmm. So Shechem in the land of Shechem, in the land of Panem, or Canaan. So he's back in the land that God had said to Abraham, his grandfather, that he would give him that land. So Jacob has journeyed away from the land of Haran and uh, Rebekah's brother Laban and come back to the land that he will sojourn in and that uh, someday we'll see Jesus talking to a, a gal at a well. <laughs> That's pretty cool. So you know, when I look at some of these things, again, I don't understand why Jacob was so fearful. It sounded like he had plenty. Um, it sounds like Esau did pretty well for himself, too. Uh, but, you know, I can understand why he was fearful a little bit, just because of the way he left and had taken so much from Esau in a... Uh, in a way that wasn't full of integrity, right? I mean, he was basically lying, cheating, and stealing. But yet God used all that for his purpose to uh, set up the people group of Israel, the Israeli people, the Jewish people. And I think since that day, it seems like Satan has been coming after them. And... You know, they have issues as well. There's a lot of folks that don't don't like the Jewish nation because of its culture and the way that they handle things in certain ways. Just like people don't like Western Europeans and some people don't like Africans and some people don't like Chinese. You know, it's culture is what makes the difference. You know, we hear it as a religion. We try and help people understand the idea there's only one race. The idea of race is an anathema to me. You know, just because somebody has dark skin doesn't mean they're a different race. That is That has nothing to do with it. That's just like uh, species and kinds in uh, identifying things on this planet. There are many kinds of things. But species is a man-made uh, thing that is used to... to well, support the idea of evolution. I'll just put it that way. But 
getting back to race, there's only one race. There's the human race. Every human being on this planet is made of the same stuff. Now, we come from different areas of the world. We come from different cultures. We come from different ideals, different beliefs. And that's what causes fear in people. And, uh, you know, I see some of this stuff, some of these postings online, even on Gab, which is a Christian uh, thing that I just cringe. I'm like, come on, people, really? Uh, you know, stop the race stuff. It's, it's not right. And I don't believe, you know, God separated people into groups for reasons. You know, he called people the Hittites, the Perizzites, the Jebusites, right? They were based, their, their people group was based on their lineage. And most of us nowadays don't even really know our true lineage. We can't go back that far. You know, much like we see these accurate records in the Bible talking about things back to Adam, for crying out loud. And yet some people don't want to trust that. But my point is, we are one race and many people groups. One race, many cultures. And we should not fear others just because they're in a different culture. We should not try and subvert others because they're a different culture. Now, influence... Trying to influence folks, I don't think is a bad thing if we're trying to influence them in a good way, just like with the gospel. If I preach the gospel to people, I'm trying to influence them to help them understand that there is a God who loves them, that um, gave them an opportunity to cover their sin. And it is good news. But to try and uh, tell them their culture is awful or they are... Um, you know, lump every black person I've ever met, you know, or black-skinned person I've ever met in with people who are thuggish and uh, big city-ish. Well, that ain't right either, because they're not all like that. You know, not all white people are hateful of others either, right? I, you know, it just... We tend to stereotype things that we don't need to stereotype, which is unfortunate. Lord God Almighty, help us to live in a way that is focused on peace and uh, understanding of the fact that there are different people groups, but one race. The human race, Lord, that is what you created. So please help us on our way today in Jesus' name. Hey, thanks for stopping by. We'll be back tomorrow. Have a holly jolly Christmas. It's the best time of the year. I don't know if there'll be snow, but have a cup of cheer. Have a holly jolly Christmas. And when you walk down Say hello to friends you know and everyone you meet.
The night of our dear Savior's birth. Isn't that what it's really all about, folks? The season we're heading into, this Christmas season, Christ Mass season. A lot of people on this earth tend to forget that. And, um, but celebrate it anyway, which is, I find very interesting. Um, welcome to the season of joy, the season of hope. The season of thankfulness, which should be those of us who trust in Christ, those that should be it every day. But welcome to It's a Religion. This is Ehud, son of Dennis, coming to you live from the Middle West of the divided states of America to the Republic for which they stand, two nations under God, quite divided, liberty and justice for some. And uh, those that want to force their way into power that want to circumvent uh, truth, circumvent uh, integrity and honesty and being up front, circumvent our election system, circumvent justice, circumvent um, reality, really. I mean, when you look at the last couple of years and the whole COVID experience, uh, it's been surreal in a lot of ways. I, a lot of things that that have happened in this country I never thought I'd see and uh, in order to get done what they wanted to get done they had to install Biden as president there was no other way around that and they got it done so I don't know you know there's a faint hope that somehow our judiciary is going to finally step up and call the kettle black and go you know what guys uh -uh, this doesn't work and you can't do it. Um, you know, there were many laws broken in the 2020 election by several states. And one side just doesn't care because they got the result they wanted. But my hope is in this country that people will finally recognize the truth for what it is about the vaccines, about the effort to uh, try to normalize things that shouldn't be normalized the effort to uh, circumvent Christ really is what they're trying to do ultimately and his ways the ways in which this country was founded on freedom and uh, a worship of God it's all over the founding of this country so you know irregardless of what you personally believe there is a God in heaven and he had a son, Jesus the Christ, who came to earth a couple thousand years ago to save us from ourselves, really, from our own sin, from our deprivation, deprivation. And it's obvious to anyone who would take the time to recognize that we are created beings, we have a purpose, we have value and worth based on that purpose in the Lord. And no matter what evolution tries to say, no matter what uh, others try to do at the collegiate level or otherwise, uh, I don't care how many professors stand there and tell you you came from a bowl of soup millions of years ago. You need to laugh at that out loud. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Keep preaching, preacher. And start calling it for what it is. It's preaching. It is no less preaching than when I preach to you from the Bible in a pulpit at a church. It is the same thing because it is a religion. And that is one of the biggest things that this show is going to be about going forward. You know, right now we're doing a, a, an encouragement series, just reading through the Bible and looking at the truth and the objective truth of God's word. And yeah, there's stuff in there I don't necessarily understand and things that I don't uh, get when it, it comes to why God would do things a certain way or allow things to happen. You know, why does he allow evil? Well, how would we know good without it? I don't know. You know, I mean, it's, it is what it is. He has allowed it. So uh, it's not for me to decide. It's for me to deal with. But, but here it, it's a religion. We like to start with the, the Word of God, Scripture from the Bible, the Holy Bible. And we have been reading through the book of Genesis. We are in Genesis 34 today, and we're going to look at the story of Dinah. So let's get into it. Now, Dinah, the daughter of Leah, whom she had born to Jacob, went out, went out to see the women of the land. And when Shechem, the son of Hamor, the Hivite, the prince of the land, saw her, he seized her and lay with her and humiliated her. And his soul was drawn to Dinah, the daughter of Jacob. He loved the young woman and spoke tenderly to her. So Sechem spoke to his father, Hamor, saying, Get me this girl for my wife. Now Jacob heard that he had defiled his daughter Dinah, but his sons were with his livestock in the field. So Jacob held his peace until they came. And Hamor, the father of Sechem, went out to Jacob to speak with him. And the sons of Jacob came in from the field as soon as they heard of it. And the men were indignant and very angry because he had done an outrageous thing in Israel by lying with Jacob's daughter, for such a thing must not be done. But Hamor spoke with them, saying, The soul of my son Shechem longs for your daughter. Please give her to him to be his wife. Make marriages with us. Give your daughters to us and take our daughters for yourselves. You shall dwell with us, and the land shall be open to you. Dwell and trade in it and get property in it. Shechem also said to her father and to her brothers, Let me find favor in your eyes, and whatever you say, to me I will give. Ask, ask me for as great a bride price and gift as you will, and I will give whatever you say to me. Only give me the young woman to be my wife. The sons of Jacob answered Shechem and his father Hamor deceitfully because they had defi he had defiled their sister Dinah. He said to him, We cannot do this thing to give our sister to one who is uncircumcised, for that would be a disgrace to us. Only on this condition will we agree with you that you will become as we are by every male among you being circumcised. Then we will give our daughters to you, and we will take your daughters to ourselves, and we will dwell with you and become one people. But if you will not listen to us and be circumcised, then we will take our daughter, and we will be gone. Their words pleased Hamor and Hamor's son, Shechem. And the young man did not delay to do the thing, because he delighted in Jacob's daughter. Now... He was the most honored of all his father's house. Hmm. So Hamor and his son Shechem came to the gate of their city and spoke to the men of their city, saying, These men are at peace with us. Let them dwell in the land and trade in it. For behold, the land is large enough for them. Let us take their daughters as wives and give. let us give them our daughters. Only on this condition 
will the men agree to dwell with us to become one people when every male among us is circumcised as they are circumcised will not their livestock their property and all their beasts be ours only let us agree with them and they will dwell with us and all who went out of the gate of the city listened to Hamor and his son and his son Shechem and every male was circumcised all who went out of the gate of the city and on the third day when they swore, were sore two of the sons of Jacob Simeon and Levi Dinah's brothers took their swords and came against the city while it felt secure and killed all the men they killed Hamor and his son Shechem with the sword and took Dinah out of Shechem's house and went away the sons of Jacob came upon the slain and plundered the city because they had defiled their sister they took their flocks and their herds and their donkeys and whatever was in the city and the field all their wealth and their little ones and their wives and all that was in the house they captured and plundered then Jacob said to Simeon and Levi you have brought trouble on me by making me stink to the inhabitants of the land the Canaanites and the Perizzites my numbers are few and if they gather themselves against me and attack me I shall be destroyed both I and my house but they said should he treat our sister like a prostitute I think it's interesting that that was even an I a thing back then that a woman could be that but we don't know how many people were on the earth at that point you know these are different people groups obviously that came through different lines potentially or came originally from one of Noah's sons but came through different family lineage and uh, at this point um, we see this interaction and God is just giving it to us in the form of a story. Hey, this guy uh, did something bad. The brother's response was this. And he hasn't really commented uh, on whether it was good or bad. Jacob's like distraught because he thinks people are going to come after him now. But it's interesting, you know, before even reading anything else, what would what would you do? What is the proper response to that? You know, it, it's they didn't come seeking forgiveness for what he had done. They came seeking to uh, fulfill, I think, the right thing. Like, you know, he he took her and did this thing, and but yet he wanted him to be uh, his wife. So, or he wanted Dinah to be his wife, this Shechem guy. So, in in that sense, it almost seems like well, that is just at least at least he's trying to make an honest woman of her right so we should forgive him maybe and just move on but the brothers of Dinah do not show any mercy here and a lot of people pay for the mistake this one man made and so in that light to me that doesn't make a whole lot of sense I think obviously what what these two guys did was wrong completely you know take it out on, on Sakam maybe but not the rest of the city they killed all the men i you know i don't but again i don't know how the culture was set up back then um you know so there's a lot of things that we do in in that sense um to uh a lot of things we assume based on what we see today you know we assume things that that were there and what happened and how people acted based on what we see in society today and obviously there were a lot of different traditions back then you know women didn't have near the place that they do in our society today um you know it, it seems to me they were treated more like property which in in that light too makes me go well 
yeah, it wasn't right what they did to her, but with the attitude that a lot of you guys had about women back then, I, you know, how do you almost blame the guy if he wanted to be with her? You know, and again, beyond that, he wants her to be his wife. So he's trying to make an honest woman out of her. So I don't know. It's, it's an interesting story. And it's one I encourage you to reflect on. But the justice and the mercy of God, um, we'll have to see how this all works out as we get into the next chapter tomorrow. Um, but God does not leave these things. There, you know, when I look at it, a lot of the things that happen on this planet, I think, are going to have repercussions in the next life, the life that is going to last for eternity, right? You know, Jacob has been gone from this earth for over 2,000 years, more like 3,000, probably 4,000. No, well, let's see. The flood was about 4,000 years ago. This probably would have been about 3,500, 3,600, somewhere. I don't know the exact date, but but he's been gone from the earth a long time, and yet we still read about him today. But what I'm getting at is his life was a 100 and some years, and he's been gone from that life in whatever life he has now in the afterlife for over 3,000. And so get that in your in your head, and which is more important? So, Lord God Almighty, thank you for your words. Thank you for teaching us history, giving us things to contemplate and think about. Thank you for a brain that we can think and, uh, and consider things. Um, I pray that you would help us be people of integrity today, that you would help us be encouraged uh, by our faith in you. And I pray that, that those who hear this show and, and aren't uh, of the faith would become so, would become yours, Lord. So thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thanks for stopping by, everybody. Uh, I'm going to play one of my favorites, um, and we will uh, catch you tomorrow. Bells will be ringing This sad, sad news Oh, what a Christmas are brightly shining it is the night of our dear Savior's birth the night of our dear Savior's birth isn't that what it's really all about folks the season we're heading into this Christmas season Christ mass season a lot of people on this earth tend to forget that. And um, but celebrate it anyway, which is I find very interesting. Um, welcome to the season of joy, the season of hope, the season of thankfulness, which should be those of us who trust in Christ. Those That should be it every day. But welcome to It's a Religion. This is Ehud, son of Dennis, coming to you live from the Middle West of the divided states of America to the republic for which they stand, two nations under God, 
quite divided the liberty and justice for some and uh, those that want to force their way into power that want to circumvent uh, truth circumvent uh, integrity and honesty and being upfront circumvent our election system circumvent justice circumvent um, reality really I mean when you look at the last couple of years and the whole COVID experience uh, it's been surreal in a lot of ways I, a lot of things that, that have happened in this country I never thought I'd see and uh, in order to get done what they wanted to get done they had to install Biden as president there was no other way around that and they got it done so I don't know you know there's a faint hope that somehow our judiciary is going to finally step up and call the kettle black and go you know what guys uh -uh, this doesn't work and you can't do it um, you know there were many laws broken in the 2020 election by several states and one side just doesn't care because they got the result they wanted but I hope is in this country that people will finally recognize the truth for what it is about the vaccines about the effort to uh, try to normalize things that shouldn't be normalized the effort to uh, circumvent Christ really is what they're trying to do ultimately and his ways the ways in which this country was founded on freedom and uh, a worship of God it's all over the founding of this country so you know irregardless of what you personally believe there is a God in heaven and he had a son Jesus the Christ who came to earth a couple thousand years ago to save us from ourselves really from our own sin from our deprivation deprivation and it's obvious to anyone who would take the time to recognize that we are created beings we have a purpose we have value and worth based on that purpose in the Lord and no matter what evolution tries to say no matter what uh, others try to do at the collegiate level or otherwise uh, I don't care how many professors stand there and tell you you came from a bowl of soup millions of years ago. You need to laugh at that out loud. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Keep preaching, preacher. And start calling it for what it is. It's preaching. It is no less preaching than when I preach to you from the Bible in a pulpit at a church. It is the same thing. Because it is a religion. And that is one of the biggest things that this show is going to be about going forward. You know, right now we're doing a, a, an encouragement series, just reading through the Bible and looking at the truth and the objective truth of God's word. And yeah, there's stuff in there I don't necessarily understand and things that I don't uh, get when it, it comes to why God would do things a certain way or allow things to happen. You know, why does he allow evil? Well, how would we know good without it? I don't know. You know, I mean, it is it is what it is. He has allowed it. So, 
Uh, it's not for me to decide. It's for me to deal with. But, but here at It's a Religion, we like to start with the, the Word of God, Scripture from the Bible, the Holy Bible. And we have been reading through the book of Genesis. We are in Genesis 34 today, and we're going to look at the story of Dinah. So let's get into it. Now, Dinah, the daughter of Leah, whom she had born to Jacob, went out, went out to see the women of the land. And when Shechem, the son of Hamor, the Hivite, the prince of the land, saw her, he seized her and lay with her and humiliated her. And his soul was drawn to Dinah, the daughter of Jacob. He loved the young woman and spoke tenderly to her. So Sechem spoke to his father, Hamor, saying, Get me this girl for my wife. Now Jacob heard that he had defiled his daughter Dinah, but his sons were with his livestock in the field. So Jacob held his peace until they came. And Hamor, the father of Sechem, went out to Jacob to speak with him. And the sons of Jacob came in from the field as soon as they heard of it. And the men were indignant and very angry because he had done an outrageous thing in Israel by lying with Jacob's daughter, for such a thing must not be done. But Hamor spoke with them, saying, The soul of my son Shechem longs for your daughter. Please give her to him to be his wife. Make marriages with us. Give your daughters to us and take our daughters for yourselves. You shall dwell with us and the land shall be open to you. Dwell and trade in it and get property in it. Shechem also said to her father and to her brothers, Let me find favor in your eyes and whatever you say, to me I will give. Ask, ask me for as great a bride price and gift as you will, and I will give whatever you say to me. Only give me the young woman to be my wife. The sons of Jacob answered Shechem and his father Hamor deceitfully because they had defi he had defiled their sister Dinah. He said to him, We cannot do this thing, to give our sister to one who is uncircumcised, for that would be a disgrace to us. Only on this condition will we agree with you that you will become as we are by every male among you being circumcised. Then we will give our daughters to you, and we will take your daughters to ourselves, and we will dwell with you and become one people. But if you will not listen to us and be circumcised, then we will take our daughter, and we will be gone. Their words pleased Hamor and Hamor's son, Shechem. And the young man did not delay to do the thing, because he delighted in Jacob's daughter. Now... He was the most honored of all his father's house. Hmm. So Hamor and his son Shechem came to the gate of their city and spoke to the men of their city, saying, These men are at peace with us. Let them dwell in the land and trade in it. For behold, the land is large enough for them. Let us take their daughters as wives and give. let us give them our daughters. Only on this condition will the men agree to dwell with us to become one people. When every male among us is circumcised as they are circumcised, Will not their livestock, their property, and all their beasts be ours? Only let us agree with them, and they will dwell with us. And all who went out of the gate of the city listened to Hamor and his son, and his son Shechem. And every male was circumcised, all who went out of the gate of the city. And on the third day, when they swore, were sore, two of the sons of Jacob, Simeon and Levi, Dinah's brothers, took their swords and came against the city, while it felt secure, and killed all the men. They killed Hamor and his son Shechem with the sword and took Dinah out of Shechem's house and went away. The sons of Jacob came upon the slain and plundered the city because they had defiled their sister. They took their flocks and their herds and their donkeys and whatever was in the city and the field, all their wealth and their little ones and their wives and all that was in the house they captured and plundered. 
Then Jacob said to Simeon and Levi, You have brought trouble on me by making me stink to the inhabitants of the land, the Canaanites and the Perizzites. My numbers are few, and if they gather themselves against me and attack me, I shall be destroyed, both I and my house. But they said, Should he treat our sister like a prostitute? I think it's interesting that that was even an I, a thing back then, that a woman could be that. But we don't know how many people were on the earth at that point. You know, these are different people groups, obviously, that came through different lines, potentially, or came originally from one of Noah's sons, but came through different family lineage. And uh, at this point, um, we see this interaction, and God is just giving it to us in the form of a story. Hey, this guy uh, did something bad. The brother's response was this, and he hasn't really commented uh, on whether it was good or bad. Jacob's like distraught because he thinks people are going to come after him now. But it's interesting, you know, before even reading anything else, what would what would you do? What is the proper response to that? You know, it, it's they didn't come seeking forgiveness for what he had done. They came seeking to uh, fulfill, I think, the right thing. Like, you know, he... He took her and did this thing, and but yet he wanted him to be uh, his wife. So, or he wanted Dinah to be his wife, this Shechem guy. So, in in that sense, it almost seems like well, that is just at least at least he's trying to make an honest woman of her, right? So we should forgive him maybe and just move on. But the brothers of Dinah do not show any mercy here, and a lot of people pay for the mistake this one man made. And so in that light, to me, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I think obviously what what these two guys did was wrong completely. You know, take it out on, on Sakem maybe, but not the rest of the city. They killed all the men. I, you know, I don't, but again, I don't know how the culture was set up back then. Um, you know, so there's a lot of things that we do in in that sense. Um, to uh, a lot of things we assume based on what we see today. You know, we assume things that that were there and what happened and how people acted based on what we see in society today. And obviously there were a lot of different traditions back then. You know, women didn't have near the place that they do in our society today. Um, you know, it, it seems to me they were treated more like property, which... In, in that light, too, makes me go, well, yeah, it wasn't right what they did to her, but with the attitude that a lot of you guys had about women back then, I, you know, how do you almost blame the guy if he wanted to be with her? You know, and again, beyond that, he wants her to be his wife. So he's trying to make an honest woman out of her. So I don't know. It's, it's an interesting story. And it's one I encourage you to reflect on. But the justice and the mercy of God, um, we'll have to see how this all works out as we get into the next chapter tomorrow. Um, but God does not leave these things. There, you know, when I look at it, a lot of the things that happen on this planet, I think, are going to have repercussions in the next life. The life that is going to last for eternity, right? You know, Jacob has been gone from this earth for over 2,000 years, more like 
3,000, probably 4,000. No, we'll see. The flood was about 4,000 years ago. This probably would have been about 3,500, 3,600, somewhere. I don't know the exact date, but but he's been gone from the earth a long time, and yet we still read about him today. But what I'm getting at is his life was a hundred and some years, and he's been gone from that life in whatever life he has now in the afterlife for over 3,000. And so get that in your in your head, and which is more important? So, Lord God Almighty, thank you for your words. Thank you for teaching us history, giving us things to contemplate and think about. Thank you for a brain that we can think and uh, and consider things. Um, I pray that you would help us be people of integrity today, that you would help us be encouraged uh, by our faith in you. And I pray that, that those who hear this, show and and art uh, of the faith would become so would become yours lord so thank you and praise you in jesus name amen well thanks for stopping by everybody uh i'm gonna play one of my favorites um and we will uh, catch you tomorrow bells will be ringing the sad sad news brightly shining it is the night of our dear Savior's birth the night of our dear Savior's birth isn't that what it's really all about folks the season we're heading into this Christmas season Christ mass season a lot of people on this earth tend to forget that and um but celebrate it anyway which is i find very interesting um welcome to the season of joy the season of hope the season of thankfulness which should be those of us who trust in christ those that should be it every day but welcome to it's a religion this is Ehud, son of Dennis, coming to you live from the Middle West of the divided states of America to the Republic for which they stand, two nations under God, quite divided, liberty and justice for some. And uh, those that want to force their way into power, that want to circumvent uh, truth, circumvent uh, integrity and honesty and being up front, circumvent our election system circumvent justice circumvent um reality really i mean when you look at the last couple of years and the whole COVID experience uh it's been surreal in a lot of ways I, a lot of things that that have happened in this country i never thought i'd see and uh in order to get done what they wanted to get done they had to install biden as president there was no other way around that and they got it done so I don't know you know there's 
a faint hope that somehow our judiciary is going to finally step up and call the kettle black and go, you know what, guys, uh-uh, this doesn't work, and you can't do it. Um, you know, there were many laws broken in the 2020 election by several states, and one side just doesn't care because they got the result they wanted. But I hope is in this country that people will finally recognize the truth for what it is about the vaccines, about the effort to uh, try to normalize things that shouldn't be normalized, the effort to uh, circumvent Christ, really, is what they're trying to do ultimately in his ways, the ways in which this country was founded on freedom and uh, a worship of God. It's all over the founding of this country. So, you know, irregardless of what you personally believe, there is a God in heaven. And he had a son, Jesus the Christ, who came to earth a couple thousand years ago to save us from ourselves, really, from our own sin, from our deprivation, deprivation. And it's obvious to anyone who would take the time to recognize that we are created beings, we have a purpose, we have value and worth based on that purpose in the Lord. And no matter what evolution tries to say, no matter what uh, others try to do at the collegiate level or otherwise, uh, I don't care how many professors stand there and tell you you came from a bowl of soup millions of years ago, you need to laugh at that out loud. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Keep preaching, preacher. And start calling it for what it is. It's preaching. It is no less preaching than when I preach to you from the Bible in a pulpit at a church. It is the same thing because it is a religion. And that is one of the biggest things that this show is going to be about going forward. You know, right now we're doing a... a, a an encouragement series just reading through the bible and looking at the truth and the objective truth of god's word and yeah there's stuff in there i don't necessarily understand and things that i don't uh get when it, it comes to why god would do things a certain way or allow things to happen you know why does he allow evil well how would we know good without it i don't know you know i mean it's it is what it is he has allowed it so uh, it's not for me to decide. It's for me to deal with. But but here it, it's a religion. We like to start with the, the Word of God, Scripture from the Bible, the Holy Bible. And we have been reading through the book of Genesis. We are in Genesis 34 today, and we're going to look at the story of Dinah. So let's get into it. Now, Dinah, the daughter of Leah, whom she had born to Jacob, went out went out to see the women of the land. And when Shechem, the son of Hamor, the Hivite, the prince of the land, saw her, he seized her and lay with her and humiliated her. And his soul was drawn to Dinah, the daughter of Jacob. He loved the young woman and spoke tenderly to her. So Shechem spoke to his father, Hamor, saying, Get me this girl for my wife. Now Jacob heard that he had defiled his daughter Dinah, but his sons were with his livestock in the field, so Jacob held his peace until they came. 
And Hamor, the father of Sichem, went out to Jacob to speak with him. And the sons of Jacob came in from the field as soon as they heard of it. And the men were indignant and very angry because he had done an outrageous thing in Israel by lying with Jacob's daughter, for such a thing must not be done. But Hamor spoke with them, saying, The soul of my son Sichem longs for your daughter. Please give her to him to be his wife. Make marriages with us. Give your daughters to us and take our daughters for yourselves. You shall dwell with us, and the land shall be open to you. Dwell and trade in it, and get property in it. Sichem also said to her father and to her brothers, Let me find favor in your eyes, and whatever you say to me I will give. Ask, ask me for as great a bride price and gift as you will, and I will give whatever you say to me. Only give me the young woman to be my wife. The sons of Jacob answered Shechem and his father Hamor deceitfully because they had defi- he had defiled their sister Dinah. He said to him, We cannot do this thing to give our sister to one who is uncircumcised, for that would be a disgrace to us. Only on this condition will we agree with you that you will become as we are by every male among you being circumcised. Then we will give our daughters to you and we will take your daughters to ourselves and we will dwell with you and become one people. But if you will not listen to us and be circumcised, then we will take our daughter and we will be gone. Their words pleased Hamor and Hamor's son, Sechem. And the young man did not delay to do the thing because he delighted in Jacob's daughter. Now he was the most honored of all his father's house. Hmm. So Hamor and his son Shechem came to the gate of their city and spoke to the men of their city, saying, These men are at peace with us. Let them dwell in the land and trade in it. For behold, the land is large enough for them. Let us take their daughters as wives and give. let us give them our daughters. Only on this condition will the men agree to dwell with us to become one people. When every male among us is circumcised as they are circumcised, Will not their livestock, their property, and all their beasts be ours? Only let us agree with them, and they will dwell with us. And all who went out of the gate of the city listened to Hamor and his son, and his son Shechem. And every male was circumcised, all who went out of the gate of the city. And on the third day, when they swore, were sore, two of the sons of Jacob, Simeon and Levi, Dinah's brothers, took their swords and came against the city, while it felt secure and killed all the men. They killed Hamor and his son Shechem with the sword and took Dinah out of Shechem's house and went away. The sons of Jacob came upon the slain and plundered the city because they had defiled their sister. They took their flocks and their herds and their donkeys and whatever was in the city and the field, all their wealth and their little ones and their wives and all that was in the house they captured and plundered. Then Jacob said to Simeon and Levi, You have brought trouble on me by making me stink to the inhabitants of the land, the Canaanites and the Perizzites. My numbers are few, and if they gather themselves against me and attack me, I shall be destroyed, both I and my house. But they said, should he treat our sister like a prostitute? I think it's interesting that that was even an, a thing back then, that a woman could be that. But we don't know how many people were on the earth at that point. You know, these are different people groups, obviously, that came through different lines, potentially, or came originally from one of Noah's sons but came through different family lineage. And uh, at this point, um, we see this interaction, and God is just giving it to us in the form of a story. Hey, this guy uh, did something bad. The brother's response was this, and he hasn't really commented uh, on whether it was good or bad. Jacob's like distraught because he thinks people are going to come after him now. But 
it's interesting, you know, before even reading anything else, what would, what would you do? What is the proper response to that? You know, it, it's, they didn't come seeking forgiveness for what he had done. They came seeking to uh, fulfill, I think, the right thing. Like, you know, he, he took her and did this thing, and, but yet he wanted him to be uh, his wife. So, or he wanted Dinah to be his wife, this Shakim guy. So in, in that sense, it almost seems like, well, that is just, at least, at least he's trying to make an honest woman of her, right? So we should forgive him maybe and just move on. But the brothers of Dinah do not show any mercy here. And a lot of people pay for the mistake this one man made. And so in that light, to me, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I think, obviously, what what these two guys did was wrong completely. You know, take it out on, on Sakam maybe, but not the rest of the city. They killed all the men. I, you know, I don't, but again, I don't know how the culture was set up back then. Um, you know, so there's a lot of things that we do in, in that sense, um, to, uh, a lot of things we assume based on what we see today, you know, we assume things that, that were there and what happened and how people acted based on what we see in society today. And obviously there were a lot of different traditions back then, you know, women didn't have near the place that they do in our society today. Um, you know, it, it seems to me they were treated more like property, which in, in that light too, makes me go, well, yeah, it wasn't right what they did to her, but with the attitude that a lot of you guys had about women back then, I, you know, how do you almost blame the guy if he wanted to be with her? You know, and again, beyond that, he wants her to be his wife. So he's trying to make an honest woman out of her. So I don't know. It's it's an interesting story. And it's one I encourage you to reflect on. But the justice and the mercy of God, um, we'll have to see how this all works out as we get into the next chapter tomorrow. Um, but God does not leave these things there you know when i look at it a lot of the things that happen on this planet i think are going to have repercussions in the next life the life that is going to last for eternity right you know jacob has been gone from this earth for over two thousand years more like three thousand probably four thousand no well, let's see the flood was about four thousand years ago this probably would have been about thirty five hundred thirty six hundred somewhere i don't know the exact date but but he's been gone from the earth a long time, and yet we still read about him today. But what I'm getting at is his life was a hundred and some years, and he's been gone from that life in whatever life he has now in the afterlife for over 3,000. And so get that in your, in your head, and which is more important? So, Lord God Almighty, thank you for your words. Thank you for teaching us history giving us things to contemplate and think about thank you for a brain that we can think and uh and consider things um, i pray that you would help us be people of integrity today that you would help us be encouraged uh, by our faith in you and i pray that that those who hear this show and and aren't uh, of the faith would become so would become yours lord so thank you and praise you in jesus name
Well, thanks for stopping by, everybody. Uh, I'm going to play one of my favorites. Um, and we will uh, catch you tomorrow. Bells will be ringing This sad, sad news Oh, what a Christmas To have the blues My days are gone Oh, holy night The stars are brightly shining it is the night of our dear Savior's birth the night of our dear Savior's birth isn't that what it's really all about folks the season we're heading into this Christmas season Christ Mass season a lot of people on this earth tend to forget that. And um, but celebrate it anyway, which is, I find very interesting. Um, welcome to the season of joy, the season of hope, the season of thankfulness, which should be those of us who trust in Christ, those that should be it every day. But welcome to It's a Religion. This is Ehud, son of Dennis, coming to you live from the Middle West of the divided states of America to the Republic for which they stand, two nations under God, quite divided, liberty and justice for some. And uh, those that want to force their way into power, that want to circumvent uh, truth, circumvent uh, integrity and honesty and being upfront, circumvent our election system, circumvent justice, circumvent um, reality, really. I mean, when you look at the last couple of years and the whole COVID experience, uh, it's been surreal in a lot of ways. I, a lot of things that, that have happened in this country I never thought I'd see. And uh, in order to get done what they wanted to get done, they had to install Biden as president. There was no other way around that. And they got it done. So I don't know. You know, there's a faint hope that somehow our judiciary is going to finally step up and call the kettle black and go, you know what, guys? Uh uh, this doesn't work. And you can't do it. Um, you know, there were many laws broken in the 2020 election by several states. And one side just doesn't care because they got the result they wanted. But my hope is in this country that people will finally recognize the truth for what it is about the vaccines, about the effort to uh, try to normalize things that shouldn't be normalized, the effort to uh, circumvent Christ, really, is what they're trying to do ultimately. And his ways, the ways in which this country was founded on freedom and uh, a worship of God. It's all over the founding of this country. So, you know, irregardless of what you personally believe, there is a God in heaven. 
and he had a son, Jesus the Christ, who came to earth a couple thousand years ago to save us from ourselves, really, from our own sin, from our deprivation, deprivation. And it's obvious to anyone who would take the time to recognize that we are created beings, we have a purpose, we have value and worth based on that purpose in the Lord. And no matter what evolution tries to say, no matter what uh, others try to do at the collegiate level or otherwise, uh, I don't care how many professors stand there and tell you you came from a bowl of soup millions of years ago, you need to laugh at that out loud. Oh, yeah, <laughs> okay, <clears throat> keep preaching, preacher, and start calling it for what it is. It's preaching. It is no less preaching than when I preach to you from the Bible in a pulpit at a church. It is the same thing because it is a religion. And that is one of the biggest things that this show is going to be about going forward. You know, right now we're doing a... a, a an encouragement series just reading through the bible and looking at the truth and the objective truth of god's word and yeah there's stuff in there i don't necessarily understand and things that i don't uh get when it, it comes to why god would do things a certain way or allow things to happen you know why does he allow evil well how would we know good without it i don't know you know i mean it's it is what it is he has allowed it so uh, it's not for me to decide. It's for me to deal with. But but here it, it's a religion. We like to start with the, the Word of God, Scripture from the Bible, the Holy Bible. And we have been reading through the book of Genesis. We are in Genesis 34 today, and we're going to look at the story of Dinah. So let's get into it. Now, Dinah, the daughter of Leah, whom she had born to Jacob went out went out to see the women of the land. And when Shechem, the son of Hamor, the Hivite, the prince of the land, saw her, he seized her and lay with her and humiliated her. And his soul was drawn to Dinah, the daughter of Jacob. He loved the young woman and spoke tenderly to her. So Shechem spoke to his father, Hamor, saying, Get me this girl for my wife. Now Jacob heard that he had defiled his daughter Dinah, but his sons were with his livestock in the field, so Jacob held his peace until they came. And Hamor, the father of Sichem, went out to Jacob to speak with him. And the sons of Jacob came in from the field as soon as they heard of it. And the men were indignant and very angry because he had done an outrageous thing in Israel by lying with Jacob's daughter, for such a thing must not be done. But Hamor spoke with them, saying, The soul of my son Sichem longs for your daughter. Please give her to him to be his wife. Make marriages with us. Give your daughters to us and take our daughters for yourselves. You shall dwell with us and the land shall be open to you. Dwell and trade in it and get property in it. Shechem also said to her father and to her brothers, Let me find favor in your eyes and whatever you say to me I will give. Ask, ask me for as great a bride price and gift as you will and I will give whatever you say to me only give me the young woman to be my wife the sons of Jacob answered Shechem and his father Hamor deceitfully because they had he had defiled their sister Dinah he said to him we cannot do this thing to give our sister to one who is uncircumcised for that would be a disgrace to us 
Only on this condition will we agree with you that you will become as we are by every male among you being circumcised. And then we will give our daughters to you, and we will take your daughters to ourselves, and we will dwell with you and become one people. But if you will not listen to us and be circumcised, then we will take our daughter and we will be gone. Their words pleased Hamor and Hamor's son, Shechem. And the young man did not delay to do the thing, because he delighted in Jacob's daughter. Now he was the most honored of all his father's house. Hmm. So Hamor and his son Shechem came to the gate of their city and spoke to the men of their city, saying, These men are at peace with us. Let them dwell in the land and trade in it. For behold, the land is large enough for them. Let us take their daughters as wives and give, let us give them our daughters. Only on this condition will the men agree to dwell with us to become one people. When every male among us is circumcised as they are circumcised, will not their livestock, their property, and all their beasts be ours? Only let us agree with them and they will dwell with us. And all who went out of the gate of the city listened to Hamor and his son and his son Shechem. And every male was circumcised, all who went out of the gate of the city. And on the third day, when they swore, were sore, two of the sons of Jacob, Simeon and Levi, Dinah's brothers, took their swords and came against the city, while it felt secure, and killed all the men. They killed Hamor and his son Shechem with the sword, and took Dinah out of Shechem's house and went away. The sons of Jacob came upon the slain and plundered the city, because they had defiled their sister. They took their flocks and their herds and their donkeys and whatever was in the city and the field, all their wealth and their little ones and their wives and all that was in the house they captured and plundered. Then Jacob said to Simeon and Levi, You have brought trouble on me by making me stink to the inhabitants of the land, the Canaanites and the Perizzites. My numbers are few, and if they gather themselves against me and attack me, I shall be destroyed, both I and my house. But they said, Should he treat our sister like a prostitute? I think it's interesting that that was even an I a thing back then that a woman could be that but we don't know how many people were on the earth at that point you know these are different people groups obviously that came through different lines potentially or came originally from one of Noah's sons but came through different family lineage and uh, at this point um, we see this interaction and God is just giving it to us in the form of a story. Hey, this guy uh, did something bad. The brother's response was this. And he hasn't really commented uh, on whether it was good or bad. Jacob's like distraught because he thinks people are going to come after him now. But it's interesting, you know, before even reading anything else, what would, what would you do? What is the proper response to that? You know, it, it's they didn't come seeking forgiveness for what he had done. They came seeking to uh, fulfill, I think, the right thing. Like, you know, he he took her and did this thing, and but yet he wanted him to be uh, his wife. So, or he wanted Dinah to be his wife, this Shechem guy. So, in in that sense, it almost seems like well, that is just at least at least he's trying to make an honest woman of her right so we should forgive him maybe and just move on but the brothers of Dinah do not show any mercy here and a lot of people pay for the mistake this one man made and so in that light to me that doesn't make a whole lot of sense I think obviously what what these two guys did was wrong completely you know take it out on, on Sakam maybe but not the rest of the city they killed all the men 
I, you know, I don't, but again, I don't know how the culture was set up back then. Um, you know, so there's a lot of things that we do in, in that sense, um, to, uh, a lot of things we assume based on what we see today, you know, we assume things that, that were there and what happened and how people acted based on what we see in society today. And obviously there were a lot of different traditions back then. You know, women didn't have near the place that they do in our society today. Um, you know, it, it seems to me they were treated more like property, which in in that light, too, makes me go, well, yeah, it wasn't right what they did to her, but what the attitude that a lot of you guys had about women back then, I, you know, how do you almost blame the guy if he wanted to be with her? You know, and again, beyond that, he wants her to be his wife. So he's trying to make an honest woman out of her. So I don't know. It's it's an interesting story. And it's one I encourage you to reflect on. But the justice and the mercy of God, um, we'll have to see how this all works out as we get into the next chapter tomorrow. Um, but God does not leave these things there you know when i look at it a lot of the things that happen on this planet i think are going to have repercussions in the next life the life that is going to last for eternity right you know jacob has been gone from this earth for over two thousand years more like three thousand probably four thousand no we'll see the flood was about four thousand years ago this probably would have been about thirty five hundred thirty six hundred somewhere i don't know the exact date but but he's been gone from the earth a long time, and yet we still read about him today. But what I'm getting at is his life was a hundred and some years, and he's been gone from that life in whatever life he has now in the afterlife for over 3,000. And so get that in your in your head, and which is more important? So, Lord God Almighty, thank you for your words. Thank you for teaching us history giving us things to contemplate and think about. Thank you for a brain that we can think and, uh, and consider things. Um, I pray that you would help us be people of integrity today, that you would help us be encouraged uh, by our faith in you. And I pray that, that those who hear this show and, and aren't uh, of the faith would become so, would become yours, Lord. So thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thanks for stopping by, everybody. Uh, I'm going to play one of my favorites. Um, and we will uh, catch you tomorrow. Bells will be ringing This sad, sad news Oh, what a Christmas The night of our dear Savior's birth. Isn't that what it's really all about, folks? 
the season we're heading into, this Christmas season, Christ Mass season. A lot of people on this earth tend to forget that. And um, let's celebrate it anyway, which is, I find very interesting. Um, welcome to the season of joy, the season of hope, the season of thankfulness, which should be those of us who trust in Christ, those that should be it every day. But welcome to It's a Religion. This is Ehud, son of Dennis, coming to you live from the Middle West of the divided states of America to the Republic for which they stand, two nations under God, quite divided, liberty and justice for some. And uh, those that want to force their way into power, that want to circumvent uh, truth, circumvent uh, integrity and honesty and being upfront, circumvent our election system, circumvent justice, circumvent um, reality, really. I mean, when you look at the last couple of years and the whole COVID experience, uh, it's been surreal in a lot of ways. I, a lot of things that, that have happened in this country I never thought I'd see. And uh, in order to get done what they wanted to get done, they had to install Biden as president. There was no other way around that. And they got it done. So I don't know. You know, there's a faint hope that somehow our judiciary is going to finally step up and call the kettle black and go, you know what, guys? Uh -uh, this doesn't work. And you can't do it. Um you know, there were many laws broken in the 2020 election by several states. And one side just doesn't care because they got the result they wanted. But my hope is in this country that people will finally recognize the truth for what it is about the vaccines, about the effort to uh, try to normalize things that shouldn't be normalized. The effort to... Uh, circumvent Christ really is what they're trying to do ultimately in his ways the ways in which this country was founded on freedom and uh, a worship of God it's all over the founding of this country so you know irregardless of what you personally believe there is a God in heaven and he had a son, Jesus the Christ, who came to earth a couple thousand years ago to save us from ourselves, really, from our own sin, from our deprivation, deprivation. And it's obvious to anyone who would take the time to recognize that we are created beings, we have a purpose, we have value and worth based on that purpose in the Lord. And no matter what evolution tries to say, no matter what uh, others try to do at the collegiate level or otherwise, uh, I don't care how many professors stand there and tell you you came from a bowl of soup millions of years ago. You need to laugh at that out loud. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Keep preaching, preacher. And start calling it for what it is. It's preaching. It is no less preaching than when I preach to you from the Bible in a pulpit at a church. It is the same 
thing because it is a religion. And that is one of the biggest things that this show is going to be about going forward. You know, right now we're doing a, a, an encouragement series, just reading through the Bible and looking at the truth and the objective truth of God's word. And yeah, there's stuff in there I don't necessarily understand and things that I don't uh, get when it, it comes to why God would do things a certain way or allow things to happen. You know, why does he allow evil? Well, how would we know good without it? I don't know. You know, I mean, it's, it is what it is. He has allowed it. So uh, it's not for me to decide. It's for me to deal with. But, but here it, it's a religion. We like to start with the, the Word of God, Scripture from the Bible, the Holy Bible. And we have been reading through the book of Genesis. We are in Genesis 34 today, and we're going to look at the story of Dinah. So let's get into it. Now, Dinah, the daughter of Leah, whom she had born to Jacob, went out, went out to see the women of the land. And when Shechem, the son of Hamor, the Hivite, the prince of the land, saw her, he seized her and lay with her and humiliated her. And his soul was drawn to Dinah, the daughter of Jacob. He loved the young woman and spoke tenderly to her. So Shechem spoke to his father, Hamor, saying, Get me this girl for my wife. Now Jacob heard that he had defiled his daughter Dinah, but his sons were with his livestock in the field. So Jacob held his peace until they came. And Hamor, the father of Shechem, went out to Jacob to speak with him. And the sons of Jacob came in from the field as soon as they heard of it. And the men were indignant and very angry because he had done an outrageous thing in Israel by lying with Jacob's daughter, for such a thing must not be done. But Hamor spoke with them, saying, The soul of my son Shechem longs for your daughter. Please give her to him to be his wife. Make marriages with us. Give your daughters to us and take our daughters for yourselves. You shall dwell with us, and the land shall be open to you. Dwell and trade in it and get property in it. Shechem also said to her father and to her brothers, Let me find favor in your eyes, and whatever you say to me I will give. Ask, ask me for as great a bride price and gift as you will, and I will give whatever you say to me. Only give me the young woman to be my wife. The sons of Jacob answered Shechem and his father Hamor deceitfully because they had he had defiled their sister Dinah. He said to him, We cannot do this thing to give our sister to one who is uncircumcised, for that would be a disgrace to us. Only on this condition will we agree with you that you will become as we are by every male among you being circumcised. Then we will give our daughters to you, and we will take your daughters to ourselves, and we will dwell with you and become one people. But if you will not listen to us and be circumcised, then we will take our daughter, and we will be gone. Their words pleased Hamor, and Hamor's son, Shechem. And the young man did not delay to do the thing, because he delighted in Jacob's daughter. Now he was the most honored of all his father's house. Hmm. So Hamor and his son Shechem came to the gate of their city and spoke to the men of their city, saying, These men are at peace with us. Let them dwell in the land and trade in it. For behold, the land is large enough for them. Let us take their daughters as wives and give. let us give them our daughters. Only on this condition will the men agree to dwell with us to become one people. When every male among us is circumcised as they are circumcised, will not their livestock, their property, and all their beasts be ours? Only let us agree with them and they will dwell with us. And all who went out of the gate of the city listened to Hamor and his son, and his son Shechem, 
and every male was circumcised, all who went out of the gate of the city. And on the third day, when they swore, were sore, two of the sons of Jacob, Simeon and Levi, Dinah's brothers, took their swords and came against the city, while it felt secure, and killed all the men. They killed Hamor and his son Shechem with the sword, and took Dinah out of Shechem's house and went away. The sons of Jacob came upon the slain and plundered the city because they had defiled their sister. They took their flocks and their herds and their donkeys and whatever was in the city and the field, all their wealth and their little ones and their wives and all that was in the house they captured and plundered. Then Jacob said to Simeon and Levi, You have brought trouble on me by making me stink to the inhabitants of the land, the Canaanites and the Perizzites. My numbers are few, and if they gather themselves against me and attack me, I shall be destroyed, both I and my house. But they said, should he treat our sister like a prostitute? I think that's interesting that that was even an, a thing back then, that a woman could be that. But we don't know how many people were on the earth at that point. You know, these are different people groups, obviously, that came through different lines, potentially, or came originally from one of Noah's sons, but came through different family lineage. And uh, at this point, um, we see this interaction and God is just giving it to us in the form of a story. Hey, this guy uh, did something bad. The brother's response was this. And he hasn't really commented uh, on whether it was good or bad. Jacob's like distraught because he thinks people are going to come after him now. But it's interesting, you know, before even reading anything else, what would what would you do? What is the proper response to that? You know, it, it's they didn't come seeking forgiveness for what he had done. They came seeking to uh, fulfill, I think, the right thing. Like, you know, he he took her and did this thing, and but yet he wanted him to be uh, his wife. So, or he wanted Dinah to be his wife, this Shechem guy. So, in in that sense, it almost seems like well, that is just at least at least he's trying to make an honest woman of her right so we should forgive him maybe and just move on but the brothers of Dinah do not show any mercy here and a lot of people pay for the mistake this one man made and so in that light to me that doesn't make a whole lot of sense I think obviously what what these two guys did was wrong completely you know take it out on, on Sakam maybe but not the rest of the city they killed all the men i you know i don't but again i don't know how the culture was set up back then um you know so there's a lot of things that we do in in that sense um to uh, a lot of things we assume based on what we see today you know we assume things that that were there and what happened and how people acted based on what we see in society today and obviously there were a lot of different traditions back then you know women didn't have near the place that they do in our society today um you know it, it seems to me they were treated more like property which in in that light too makes me go well yeah it wasn't right what they did to her but with the attitude that a lot of you guys had about women back then I, you know, how do you almost blame the guy if he wanted to be with her? You know, and again, beyond that, he wants her to be his wife. So he's trying to make an honest woman out of her. So I don't know. It's it's an interesting story. 
And it's one I encourage you to reflect on. But the justice and the mercy of God, um, we'll have to see how this all works out as we get into the next chapter tomorrow. Um, but God does not leave these things. There, you know, when I look at it, a lot of the things that happen on this planet, I think, are going to have repercussions in the next life, the life that is going to last for eternity, right? You know, Jacob has been gone from this earth for over 2,000 years, more like 3,000, probably 4,000. No, well, let's see. The flood was about 4,000 years ago. This probably would have been about 3,500, 3,600, somewhere. I don't know the exact date, but but he's been gone from the earth a long time, and yet we still read about him today. But what I'm getting at is his life was a 100 and some years, and he's been gone from that life in whatever life he has now in the afterlife for over 3,000. And so get that in your in your head, and which is more important? So, Lord God Almighty, thank you for your words. Thank you for teaching us history, giving us things to contemplate and think about. Thank you for a brain that we can think and, uh, and consider things. Um, I pray that you would help us be people of integrity today, that you would help us be encouraged uh, by our faith in you. And I pray that, that those who hear this show and, and aren't uh, of the faith would become so, would become yours, Lord. So thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thanks for stopping by, everybody. Uh, I'm going to play one of my favorites. Um, and we will uh, catch you tomorrow. Bells will be ringing This sad, sad news Oh, what a Christmas To have the blues My baby's Oh, holy night The stars are brightly shining it is the night of our dear Savior's birth the night of our dear Savior's birth isn't that what it's really all about folks the season we're heading into this Christmas season Christ Mass season a lot of people on this earth tend to forget that. And um, but celebrate it anyway, which is I find very interesting. Um, welcome to the season of joy, the season of hope, the season of thankfulness, which should be those of us who trust in Christ. Those That should be it every day. But welcome to It's a Religion. This is Ehud, son of Dennis, coming to you live from the Middle West of the divided states of America to the Republic for which they stand, two nations under God, quite divided, liberty and justice for some. And uh, those that want to force their way into power, that want to circumvent uh, truth, circumvent uh, integrity and honesty and being upfront, circumvent our election system, circumvent justice, circumvent 
um, reality, really. I mean, when you look at the last couple of years and the whole COVID experience, uh, it's been surreal in a lot of ways. I, a lot of things that, that have happened in this country I never thought I'd see. And uh, in order to get done what they wanted to get done, they had to install Biden as president. There was no other way around that. And they got it done. So I don't know, you know, there's a faint hope that somehow our judiciary is going to finally step up and call the kettle black and go, you know what, guys, uh-uh, this doesn't work. And you can't do it. Um, you know, there were many laws broken in the 2020 election by several states. And one side just doesn't care because they got the result they wanted. But my hope is in this country that people will finally recognize the truth for what it is about the vaccines, about the effort to uh, try to normalize things that shouldn't be normalized, the effort to uh, circumvent Christ, really, is what they're trying to do ultimately in his ways, the ways in which this country was founded on freedom and uh a worship of God. It's all over the founding of this country. So, you know, irregardless of what you personally believe, there is a God in heaven. And he had a son, Jesus the Christ, who came to earth a couple thousand years ago to save us from ourselves, really, from our own sin, from our deprivation, deprivation. And... It's obvious to anyone who would take the time to recognize that we are created beings. We have a purpose. We have value and worth based on that purpose in the Lord. And no matter what evolution tries to say, no matter what uh, others try to do at the collegiate level or otherwise, uh, I don't care how many professors stand there and tell you you came from a bowl of soup millions of years ago. You need to laugh at that out loud. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Keep preaching, preacher. And start calling it for what it is. It's preaching. It is no less preaching than when I preach to you from the Bible in a pulpit at a church. It is the same thing. Because it is a religion. And that is one of the biggest things that this show is going to be about going forward. You know, right now we're doing a, a, an encouragement series, just reading through the Bible and looking at the truth and the objective truth of God's word. And yeah, there's stuff in there I don't necessarily understand and things that I don't uh, get when it, it comes to why God would do things a certain way or allow things to happen. You know, why does he allow evil? Well, how would we know good without it? I don't know. You know, I mean, it is it is what it is. He has allowed it. So uh, it's not for me to decide. It's for me to deal with. But, but here it, it's a religion. We like to start with the, the word of God, scripture from the Bible, the Holy Bible. And we have been reading through the book of Genesis. We are in Genesis 34 today, and we're going to look at the story of Dinah. So let's get into it. Now, Dinah, the daughter of Leah, whom she had born to Jacob, went out 
went out to see the women of the land. And when Shechem, the son of Hamor, the Hivite, the prince of the land, saw her, he seized her and lay with her and humiliated her. And his soul was drawn to Dinah, the daughter of Jacob. He loved the young woman and spoke tenderly to her. So Shechem spoke to his father, Hamor, saying, Get me this girl for my wife. Now Jacob heard that he had defiled his daughter Dinah, but his sons were with his livestock in the field. So Jacob held his peace until they came. And Hamor, the father of Shechem, went out to Jacob to speak with him. And the sons of Jacob came in from the field as soon as they heard of it. And the men were indignant and very angry because he had done an outrageous thing in Israel by lying with Jacob's daughter, for such a thing must not be done. But Hamor spoke with them, saying, The soul of my son Shechem longs for your daughter. Please give her to him to be his wife. Make marriages with us. Give your daughters to us and take our daughters for yourselves. You shall dwell with us and the land shall be open to you. Dwell and trade in it and get property in it. Shechem also said to her father and to her brothers, Let me find favor in your eyes and whatever you say to me I will give. Ask, ask me for as great a bride price and gift as you will and I will give whatever you say to me. Only give me the young woman to be my wife. The sons of Jacob answered Shechem and his father Hamor deceitfully because they had he had defiled their sister Dinah. He said to him, We cannot do this thing, to give our sister to one who is uncircumcised, for that would be a disgrace to us. Only on this condition will we agree with you that you will become as we are by every male among you being circumcised. Then we will give our daughters to you, and we will take your daughters to ourselves, and we will dwell with you and become one people. But if you will not listen to us and be circumcised, then we will take our daughter and we will be gone. Their words pleased Hamor and Hamor's son, Shechem. And the young man did not delay to do the thing, because he delighted in Jacob's daughter. Now he was the most honored of all his father's house. Hmm. So Hamor and his son Shechem came to the gate of their city and spoke to the men of their city, saying, These men are at peace with us. Let them dwell in the land and trade in it. For behold, the land is large enough for them. Let us take their daughters as wives, and give. let us give them our daughters. Only on this condition will the men agree to dwell with us, to become one people. When every male among us is circumcised as they are circumcised, will not their livestock, their property, and all their beasts be ours? Only let us agree with them, and they will dwell with us. And all who went out of the gate of the city listened to Hamor and his son, and his son Shechem, and every male was circumcised, all who went out of the gate of the city. And on the third day, when they swore, were sore, two of the sons of Jacob, Simeon and Levi, Dinah's brothers, took their swords and came against the city, while it felt secure, and killed all the men. They killed Hamor and his son Shechem with the sword, and took Dinah out of Shechem's house and went away. The sons of Jacob came upon the slain and plundered the city, because they had defiled their sister. They took their flocks and their herds and their donkeys and whatever was in the city and the field, all their wealth and their little ones and their wives and all that was in the house they captured and plundered. Then Jacob said to Simeon and Levi, You have brought trouble on me by making me stink to the inhabitants of the land, the Canaanites and the Perizzites. My numbers are few, and if they gather themselves against me and attack me, I shall be destroyed, both I and my house. But they said, Should he treat our sister like a prostitute? I think it's interesting that that was even an I a thing back then that a woman could be that but we don't know how many people were on the earth at that point 
you know, these are different people groups, obviously, that came through different lines, potentially, or came originally from one of Noah's sons, but came through different family lineage. And uh, at this point, um, we see this interaction, and God is just giving it to us in the form of a story. Hey, this guy uh, did something bad. The brother's response was this, and he hasn't really commented uh, on whether it was good or bad. Jacob's like distraught because he thinks people are going to come after him now. But it's interesting, you know, before even reading anything else, what would what would you do? What is the proper response to that? You know, it, it's they didn't come seeking forgiveness for what he had done. They came seeking to uh, fulfill, I think, the right thing like you know he he took her and did this thing and but yet he wanted him to be uh his wife so or he wanted Dinah to be his wife this Shakim guy so in in that sense it almost seems like well that is just at least at least he's trying to make an honest woman of her right so we should forgive him maybe and just move on but the brothers of Dinah do not show any mercy here. And a lot of people pay for the mistake this one man made. And so in that light, to me, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I think, obviously, what what these two guys did was wrong completely. You know, take it out on, on Sakem maybe, but not the rest of the city. They killed all the men. I, you know, I don't, but again, I don't know how the culture was set up back then. Um, you know, so there's a lot of things that we do in, in that sense, um, to, uh, a lot of things we assume based on what we see today, you know, we assume things that, that were there and what happened and how people acted based on what we see in society today. And obviously there were a lot of different traditions back then, you know, women didn't have near the place that they do in our society today. Um, you know, it, it seems to me they were treated more like property, which in, in that light too, makes me go, well, yeah, it wasn't right what they did to her, but with the attitude that a lot of you guys had about women back then, I, you know, how do you almost blame the guy if he wanted to be with her? You know, and again, beyond that, he wants her to be his wife. So he's trying to make an honest woman out of her. So I don't know. It's it's an interesting story. And it's one I encourage you to reflect on. But the justice and the mercy of God, um, we'll have to see how this all works out as we get into the next chapter tomorrow. Um, but God does not leave these things there you know when i look at it a lot of the things that happen on this planet i think are going to have repercussions in the next life the life that is going to last for eternity right you know jacob has been gone from this earth for over two thousand years more like three thousand probably four thousand no we'll see the flood was about four thousand years ago this probably would have been about thirty five hundred thirty six hundred somewhere i don't know the exact date but but he's been gone from the earth a long time, and yet we still read about him today. But what I'm getting at is his life was a hundred and some years, and he's been gone from that life in whatever life he has now in the afterlife for over 3,000. 
And so get that in your in your head and which is more important. So Lord God Almighty, thank you for your words. Thank you for teaching us history, giving us things to contemplate and think about. Thank you for a brain that we can think and uh, and consider things. Um, I pray that you would help us be people of integrity today, that you would help us be encouraged uh, by our faith in you. And I pray that, that those who hear this show and, and aren't uh, of the faith would become so, would become yours, Lord. So thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thanks for stopping by, everybody. Uh, I'm going to play one of my favorites. Um, and we will uh, catch you tomorrow. Bells will be ringing